it can be different day to day, whatever it is that nurtures you, because I truly believe that by self-caring and by taking care of ourselves first, then we can show up as our best self, as like our best version for that day. And that will have a ripple effect on everyone we come in contact with, whether it's our patients, our family, our friends, and that kind of like continues the positive energy flow. meditated. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to be here and to have this experience and chat with you. Yes, me too. So we actually met through our psychic boot camp class and our listeners will notice that there's kind of a trend with that (laughs) in the next few episodes, but I don't know. I just love the community that Brie has built within that class. And it seems like everybody I've met so far has something really unique to offer. And you are one of the people that I actually wanted to interview to talk about how you're incorporating your intuition and sort of alternative medicine into conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, First of all, when you say the psychic boot camp, it has such a good community. And I've actually gotten to meet uh, Brie in real life as well and take some of her classes in real life, which has been really cool. And then just the people I met through my course and we did face-to-face intuitive readings and now being connected with you, it is really a cool community. So I'm grateful for that. It's so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, psychic bootcamp actually came to me. I think like the whole story of it is super interesting. I was listening to a podcast and Brie was being interviewed and I was really intrigued as she was talking about intuition and I've always had a strong intuition I think maybe in the past it had kind of scared me before and so hearing someone talk about cultivating intuition and she had a course for it and at the time I was already working as a nurse and I know you know at the time I knew it was already helping me so much but I figured this would be really cool to kind of have a framework and to also not think I was quote-unquote crazy you know (laughs) with some Yeah, for sure. I had a similar experience with intuition when I was younger and some of like my first experiences where I felt that I knew I had something that other people either ignore that they have or don't have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, and it's just so cool that it can be used in no matter what field you're working in. So. Yes, totally. I agree with you. I think that I think we all have intuition and we do have access to it. It's just a matter of kind of honing in the skill and the muscle and kind of training it. You know, I think it's just Mm -hmm. really tapping in and strengthening, strengthening it too. Yes, totally. So enough about Bree's class. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's amazing, but so you are a nurse. Mm hmm. You're the nurtured nurse. (laughs) Yes, I'm the nurtured nurse. Yeah, so currently I work uh, as a nurse in the hospital. I've been a nurse for six years and just it's kind of interesting now. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where all of my interests and passions are really like merging together. So before I became a nurse, I actually studied psych and I got my master's in psychology and I was on the route to get a PhD. I was really interested in working as a therapist and I just love talking with people, especially one-on-one. So I really thought that was the route I was going down. Um, But at the same time, I really became super interested in international travel and I had done a couple of trips in Costa Rica working in 
orphanages and group homes. And that totally expanded me in so many ways. And I thought I really want to incorporate international work in whatever it is I do in the future. And one of my professors from college really kind of, uh, I guess, not dissuaded me, but he kind of was like, you don't really need a PhD if you plan to live abroad in a lot of countries, you know, you might be overqualified. So kind of like, don't burn yourself out if you don't need to. And then I got the idea to switch to nursing because I had seen Doctors Without Borders on my travels and just thought it would be so cool to be able to have a degree that could be, I felt with nursing, it could be a little more applicable no matter what country you are, even though there are cultural, you know, implications no matter what. But I think in some ways, medicine is a little more straightforward than psychology. So I thought, oh, this would be really cool to pair them. And so I did that. And yeah, it's it's just been really cool to have that combination and now really being into intuition and the spiritual world and yoga and meditation and travel, just combining everything all together is, has been really cool. Awesome. That's yeah. such a unique story into nursing, I think. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely been not a straight path, but I think none of our paths are straight. And I think looking back, then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, that's actually really cool that I did this, even though maybe I thought it was a weird detour, you know, at the time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it sounds like you found nursing before you found intuition or mm-hmm. yoga and meditation and stuff. So yeah. can you talk about what your first experiences were in nursing and then how you transitioned? Yeah, totally. I think within me, it's funny, I was actually talking with my mom the other day on the phone um, about my grandma who passed away almost four years ago. And I feel like I'm so much like her in the sense that when I was a kid, I would always be at her house. And my mom's side of the family is Guatemalan. So my grandma was born and raised in Guatemala and came to California as an adult. And I would always remember going to her house and she was talking about going to acupuncture and she was always juicing and blending these weird things. And I'm like, what is she eating now? What is she making? What supplement is she taking? So I always had this exposure to kind of holistic or alternative health. And I always thought it was so interesting that she was interested in acupuncture because it doesn't come from Latina culture at all. And so I just thought it was so cool that she was willing to be open to trying different things. And and then she took me for the first time when I was in high school because I had a, a cold. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll go with you as long as they don't put needles in my face. And of course, it was like the first place they put one. <laughs> so I, I had always been kind of exposed to that. And I think I didn't really realize how strong that was in me. And so as I went to nursing school, no one in my family really was in the medical field. So that was really different. I just kind of was really inspired with, you know, the idea of traveling and living abroad and having that as a degree. And when I went into nursing school, I even remember thinking, why am I doing this? It's like so sciencey. That's not really me. I'm more about like feelings and energy and kind of, you know, not so much the hard science, even though I knew I could do it. And I don't know, there was something within me that knew I wouldn't always be in the hospital setting, but it would be cool to like incorporate the worlds together, Mm -hmm. though I didn't really know in what direction I'd go at the time. I feel like I knew it wouldn't just be like the quote unquote traditional Western med. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a really good exposure to to have somebody in your family be experiencing it too, because I think so often when nobody in our family is interested, it makes it harder to be open-minded about it. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. And then I moved to San Francisco from Southern California two years ago with the idea of I really had started getting into meditation and yoga. And while my practices weren't consistent yet, I knew San Francisco would be a really good area to kind of plug into that, that scene because I feel like I had I was reading so many books and the author would always be like in San Francisco, in Berkeley, just in this area, there's so much going on. And I remember when I first moved here, I was you know, talking to my mom on the phone and I, I would say, okay, I got to go, mom, I'm off to meditation class. And she's like, huh, seems like you meditate a lot, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's great, mom, you should try it. It's a good thing, you know? So I think what you're saying too, of having someone in the family to kind of kick it off or start it off it. Yeah. And my grandma definitely was that for me. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And then did the nurtured nurse just come to you sort of naturally? And actually, could you maybe tell our listeners what it is. Yeah, totally. So um, thanks for asking. So the Nurtured Nurse is a, a business I created almost two years ago. It, it came about actually shortly after I moved to San Francisco. And that also was kind of my inspiration. I felt like um, it was my time to leave Southern California, where most of my family was, had my own little journey. And I felt a lot of like creative energy, like something was kind of going to come up. And at work in Southern California, I had a wellness board um, in like our nurses station, our nurses lounge about mind, body and spirit and healthy eating, just different things that would make nurses healthier and kind of show up as our best selves. And so it was kind of like a blending of my own experience. And then also at that time, you know, I hadn't been a nurse for too, too long and already feeling the effects of burnout and working 12-hour shifts and just, um, you know, naturally being such a caretaker and loving to do that. You know, I made a career out of that, but seeing how often it could be kind of uh, an imbalance in energy exchange. So kind of always giving and giving and giving. And it kind of took me until I got to burnout to realize how important self-care, you know, truly was, even though I was exercising on a regular basis and I was eating healthy, I think just truly realizing that I often put my energy on others before myself. And so that was just kind of like a really big eye opener. And so the nurtured nurse is basically, um, a platform. It's a business, but also on social media, I'm very active and it's a platform to inspire not just nurses, but anybody in the self-care world to really nurture themselves, whether that is, you know, eating healthy, taking a nap. It can be different day to day, whatever it is that nurtures you, because I truly believe that by self-caring and by um, taking care of ourselves first, then we can show up as our best self, as, you know, like our best version for that day. And that will have a ripple effect on everyone we come in contact with, whether it's our patients, our family, our friends, and that kind of like continues the positive energy flow. Yes, totally. I love that you brought up the giving and receiving exchange of energy too, because even though it's your job to be a nurse and you're getting paid for it, yeah, you can still totally exhaust yourself in the process and forget to do basic things like mothering yourself. And Definitely. so what does your self-care practice look like and what does it really mean to you? Yeah, good question. Thanks for asking. Yeah, my self-care practice, it, I have, I feel like, well, 
uh, let's see, I was like, where to start? So many things. <laughs> I would say my most effective thing is having a consistent uh, morning routine. And that has really been dialed in for me like the last couple of years. And that's been such a game changer. So every morning when I wake up, I have like a little thing that I say to myself in the morning, and then I have a mantra. And I have, you know, my meditation practice, which isn't even very long, but I also do a morning uh, quick journal that kind of just helps me connect with myself, my intentions for the day usually in includes gratitude as well. And I feel that really helps me um, just align and be in my own energy field first so that I'm less receptive to all the energies, whether it's at the hospital, out in San Francisco and the busyness, it just helps keep me aligned. And another big change for me was not looking at my phone until I have my whole morning routine done. I mean, sometimes I'm not perfect, <laughs> of course, but I think just really noticing what a big difference that has, especially in the morning when you wake up, your brain is kind of like the most susceptible to all of that incoming. Yes. So just being really mindful of that. And that's been a huge shift for me. But otherwise, I uh, my self-care includes movement, being in nature, eating healthy, um, resting and every day it can look different. You know, if it's a long shift at work, I might come home and take a hot bath instead of, you know, going on a run. It just, it's about also using that intuition too to tap into myself and say what would be the, the most beneficial today. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Go well, back to what you said about the phone thing too. Yeah. So true. I'm actually trying to work on that as well. I started this week, this morning and I woke up and I, wrote in my little gratitude journal and didn't look at social media until I was done. But yeah, you're right about our mind being susceptible because it's almost like it's still partly unconscious. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be really curious. I haven't really looked into studies about that or anything, but I'd be really curious to see what mm -hmm. the long-term effects of that are. It's like the first thing your alarm goes off and then one of your first instincts is to like check social media and see if anybody approved of you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the first thing on our mind. It's so easy because it's, you know, our, our alarm is usually our phone. Exactly. And then it's like everything else is right there. It's so easy to just distract yourself and not think about how you're feeling or what you're grateful for, or what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Totally puts you into a different mindset if you go on social media. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, 100%. No, I agree 100%. And I think the piece that you brought up about you know, if you go into comparison or whatever it is, we all have different things that we kind of use or look at on social media. And so it's basically like programming that into yourself for the day. So if you start off on the foot of like, oof, like this person did this and I haven't, done, you know, it, it could totally depend versus starting off with a gratitude journal or a mantra you say to yourself, you know, it does, mm -hmm. it does impact the way that if you call, you know, like your brain or your computer program, basically your own personal program. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a lot of awesome self-care tips. Yeah. So I'm wondering how, when you're taking care of yourself, like how are your interactions with patients throughout the day and how does it affect your mindset? And then with that, how does it help you show up for your clients in general? Yeah, good question. So with the self-care piece, especially I would say in the last year where my meditation in the morning has really been locked in, I would say that's really when my practice became super consistent. And 
again, just going back to the morning routine, showing up really in my own energy and just even at work, making sure I take breaks. It's interesting with the culture of nursing as a whole, it has a lot of, um, it's starting to shift and the importance of self-care is starting to be recognized and realized. But I mean, the culture itself is set up to be kind of one of martyrdom where you're working a 12 hour shift and a nurse will say, Oh my gosh, I haven't peed in 10 hours. And it's like, no, you shouldn't do that. You should just take a break and go to the bathroom, you know, but it was very much about it's so busy and just not stopping for a moment to even go to the bathroom. And so it's just really interesting when you view that. And for me, meditation has just taught me to be a lot more present, to slow down, to complete a task, not even to multitask, which is very common. And, you know, something that makes mistakes happen as well. So I think just being extra mindful. And um, even if it is busy trying to get out even if it's five minutes on a lunch break to get fresh air, just any, any little self-care things, taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Um, you know, sometimes if I just need a moment, I'll go into the bathroom stall to just have a moment of quiet, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. you learn like little techniques and tactics you can do at work. And those things do actually help. And with that, um, yeah, it's just like, I know I'm in a better state. I'm not frazzled. I'm not getting as stressed out if the situation is very chaotic and stressful. Because as you're, you know, working with patients in, in high intensity scenarios, a lot can go on. And you're also in charge of more than one patient. So I kind of view like each patient room with my patients, it's like its own little environment. So one room could be super happy and a lot of positivity going on, whereas another room could be really sad and heavy, just depending on, you know, what's going on with that patient and their family. So mm -hmm. this, it's really interesting. How do you protect yourself from that kind of energy? Yeah, good question. I have learned a lot about that over the years, um, <laughs> a lot of being in the hospital for almost six years. I mean, there are definitely days and, you know, it's hard as a caregiver, too. I think that you're always still thinking about people, even when you leave. And so now I'm really good about getting to work early. I'll sit in my car and just kind of do like a mindset or energy protection type of thing where I just really like touch into my own energy and set my intention for the day, whatever that is. And then same thing when I leave work, I kind of just like leave the hospital. I'm like, okay, everything is there. I'm leaving. And um, same when I get back into my car, I'll either like listen to a song or take a few deep breaths to just kind of create a transition between actually leaving and then leaving. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that does help. And then when I come home, usually I'll take a shower or, you know, light some sage incense, something that can also shift the energy, mm -hmm. do some movement. But I think water is really helpful. It's just cleansing. And I also really love going to the beach. So even just that being in California, I'm so lucky, you know, but even just the salty air and is good to just kind of clear that energy field also. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. You sound so grounded in your practice, which is such a comforting thing, I think, just as somebody who's been on the other side at a hospital. It's like mm -hmm. it can be so cold and yeah. you just almost don't want to be there when you're like imagine somebody going into a surgery and they have a nurse that's frantic and is like picking up on their energy and stuff like that. It's just I think it's really important in the medical field for people to be 
able to establish these boundaries. I 100% agree. And I think I, I've had very few in my life experiences where I've been on the other side, but in those experiences, yeah, it's, it's so important because that's who you do or don't feel safe with. And I think coming in with, yeah, more grounded energy is just more comforting in general. And I know, cause I've also been on the other side, but I think, you know, not just for myself, but again, the self-care piece by me showing up grounded and actually putting the self-care into my daily practice um, I do show up better. I know for myself and then for my patients and they feel that too. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Yeah. I currently work as a postpartum nurse. So, uh, basically that means once the baby has been delivered and the mom and the baby are stabilized, they come to my floor and then I take care of the mom and the baby until they go home from the hospital. So one of the main risks that comes in this department is postpartum hemorrhage. And so I've definitely had scenarios where, you know, I'll walk in and nothing is currently wrong, but I just have this feeling like something is about to go wrong. And I think it's just being able to pick on, pick up on kind of like the subtleties, the energy, just certain shifts in the patient. And, you know, then it will prompt me to monitor them more closely, maybe call in the doctor sooner than I would normally just have, you know, check where my other nurses are in case I need a helping hand. And I think that has definitely served me very well um, in the hospital, kind of calling out things before they occur because I, I was able to pick up on it. Sometimes you just walk in a room and you're like, I'm not sure what's off, but something is off. And you kind of start, especially as you work more and more, you kind of develop those skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think also, um, I think by nature, I've always been more on the calm end. So it is really nice to be able to hone in on the more grounded and, and calm nature with meditation and, and all my grounding exercises that I do. But I think coming in with that is also super helpful. Like what you said, you really want to have confidence in, in your nurse and your doctor and your medical team. And, um, one instance is coming to mind where, um, I did have a, a patient who had a postpartum hemorrhage and, you know, there's so much going on. Everyone's rushing in the room and, Usually the husband is or the partner is kind of neglected because everyone's focused on, you know, the wife or the mom of the baby. And so I think also being able to exude grounded energy, even though it's still chaotic, it still provides some kind of peace, even though the situation is not peaceful, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Totally. And when you're so vulnerable in a position like that, the first thing that you're going to pick up on is the energy. You're not going to pick up on necessarily what the doctor's telling you. Right. It's almost like sometimes you you don't even hear it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the only thing you have that is bringing you information is your ability to pick up on energy. So totally. That is super important. I'd be really curious to know if they talk about that sort of thing in nursing school. Yeah, good question. They really don't. A little bit they do, not so much like formally in the textbooks or anything like that, but some of the nursing instructors when I was in nursing school would kind of tell their own personal stories more in clinical when we were, you know, doing our shifts in the hospital and kind of debriefing before and after a lot of the instructors would talk about certain things, you know, I went in and something just seemed off and just really They did. I will say that a lot of my teachers did say, don't ignore that sixth sense or don't ignore that hunch or just don't ignore it basically was the message. Like (laughs) trust yourself, especially they said, even if you're a new nurse, 
it can be hard to speak up to doctors or people who especially are experienced and you're coming in new and you're like, Hey, like I have no proof, but I feel that this is not good, you know? So Mm -hmm. they were just very much kind of advocating for trust yourself and definitely speak up. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. It's probably easier for you too, with your background in psychology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to imagine that pairs really well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I feel like it's a good life thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but especially in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I actually have a little bit of a personal question. Yeah. And we talked about this before I hit record, but you may be transitioning away from nursing and into a more holistic lifestyle, mm-hmm. you could say. Yeah. And actually this is coming at a good timing because I just had a really big life shift this week, actually. So what? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like really good, perfect timing. Um, Real life. Uh, So my dream as of the last couple of years in incorporating all of this and again, back to my travel and how I feel it's kind of like a culmination of all my passions. Well, one is I'm leading a retreat in March in Central America and El Salvador for, at first it was for nurses and nursing students, but now it's not exclusive. It's open to anybody. And that's going to be a focus on self-care and wellness, creating your own self-care routines and rituals while also being at the beach and the tropics and meeting like-minded people. But my true dream, um, well, one of them in the future is to have my own wellness space in Nicaragua, which is my favorite country. And I've been there a bunch of times. I just really resonate. I definitely feel like I've been there in a past life. So as of actually like two days ago, I just accepted a position to manage a yoga and massage spot in Nicaragua. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really making the transition uh, to that world. So I'll be teaching yoga, meditation, breathwork meditation, doing Reiki, basically all of these skills in the last two years. Yeah. That is incredible. Thank you. So when, when does that take place? Uh, End of February. So really soon. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. I'm excited, a little nervous because it's definitely a big leap in some ways, but at the same time, I feel I feel it. So it's just like unknown, but also feel it. I think when my mind kind of gets going, I'm like, oh, don't think too much. Just feel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can already sense like how impactful it's going to be for you and the impact that you'll have on everybody that you work with oh my gosh yeah congratulations that's awesome thank you. yeah thank you thank you yeah so that's it's a huge one it's new like hot off the press <laughs> right <laughs> well by the time the podcast comes out it won't be like too new so yeah yeah everyone can visit me there <laughs> <laughs> can I ask what kind of breath work you teach yeah, it's um, actually similar to the style that Brie teaches. I'm not sure if you've taken one of her classes or second. Yes, I love it. Yeah, so it's basically like holotropic or uh, the teacher I was trained with is Revelation. And so it's the series of three, like in through the all through the mouth, but into the belly, up into the chest and then exhale. Yeah, that's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. David Elliott is Brie's teacher. Yes. And, and my he- teacher. I was trained by was trained by him as well oh gotcha okay so I'm actually getting certified in October in breathwork too I'm taking David's class in New York I'm super pumped yes and I teach that every Friday here in San Francisco at a meditation studio awesome yeah Uh, 
excited for you. Just because I have the chance to ask you. I haven't talked about breathwork on the podcast yet, but I yeah. love it. It has been so transformational for me. Same. So what was your experience with it? Like, how did you get into it? Because it's it calls in people that are wanting to do, you know, an, an active healing because it's not easy. No, it's not easy. <laughs> it's yeah, at least for, not for 10 minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, the beginning is like, I really equate it to um, like going on a run. I love running, but some runs I get out there and I'm like, oh man, why am I doing this? You know, and I'm like, oh, and then your mind takes over and like, oh, this is hard to do, do. And then you kind of drop into that groove and then you're just going. And for me, running is kind of meditative because it's like my body's just doing its thing. And then I'm getting all these good thoughts. I get good ideas. I feel like it's like I get little downloads um but yeah breath work it's super interesting how i i got into it so here in san francisco i feel really lucky and blessed to be exposed to so many classes like literally i was trying every single thing that sounded interesting to me so this breathwork meditation class uh came up and i asked one of my friends hey want to go to this with me and she was like, sure. Okay. And neither of us really knew what we were getting into. And we went and I, I just was like, what was that? You know, it was just so, yeah, it's like hard to really explain until you do it. And I think everyone's experience is so different, but you know, the reactions and just the, the body sensations, the, I felt so tapped into my higher self or my intuition, whatever you want to call it. And through that, I afterward, afterwards, I talked to the teacher and that that ended up being who I got trained by. He was just visiting San Francisco to teach that class and he's based in LA. And so I told him, hey, my family's in Southern California. I often go down there. I definitely want to take one of your trainings. And then of course, as the universe worked out, he ended up coming up here to do a training. So I got trained last January, almost like exactly a year ago. And I really wasn't necessarily planning to teach. I don't know. I was just like, you know, I love school. I love learning. So I just went for it. And then at the meditation studio, I was going to, to take classes. The teacher who taught breathwork left. And then the owner asked me if I wanted to step in. And at first I was like, uh, and I just said yes. And then I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, it just kind of unfolded naturally. So it's been yeah. same, really powerful for me as well. So cool. Yeah. I love that it just worked out for you. As somebody that lives in Wisconsin, I don't necessarily have the luxury of all of these uh, yeah. <laughs> um, sort of like medicinal type practices that you guys have in LA. We're just not there yet. So I will be flying to New York, but <laughs> yeah, but it's so cool that you're doing that and have that opportunity. And now yeah. you the breath work in your state. I you know expander for people <laughs> super excited the yeah, same for me though like the first time I did it I was so mind blown at what happened and it was actually for me it was like a soul connection mm -hmm. and my soul basically explained to me that I chose everything in my upbringing and I had you know as we all do I had like a bit of a a rough upbringing and it had to teach me you know how to use my intuition actually it had to teach mm -hmm. me um, how to be financially independent at a super young age and how to teach me all of this stuff. And it was just like, once my soul was there telling me that that's exactly what it wanted to experience, I was like, duh, mm. of it was, it was <laughs> so transformational. And I won't say that happens in every class. I think total, I've only done like four true classes. Sometimes I'll do it by myself. 
but the group thing too is always super powerful. Really powerful. And it's really interesting to be having been on both sides as, you know, I still like to take breath work, but also teaching it and to see that, you know, I think part of it is really, you know, keeping up with your own pace and your own rhythm. But then it's so interesting how oftentimes everyone in the group ends up syncing up with their breathing pattern. Just the energy is so strong. And even, you know, when I'm not taking the class, but guiding it or facilitating, I feel like I'm getting very <laughs> good vibes too from the class, you know? Totally. So, yeah, it, it is really transformational. And I think like you said, yeah, every experience is really different. And it really is so insightful when you tap in like, like you did. Yes, I totally agree. <clears throat> I took a class this weekend that Basically, she said it was Erin Telford. I don't know if you know oh, her, but I actually took she came to San Francisco and I took one of her classes here. Oh, cool. It was really cool. So she taught a class over the weekend, not a breathwork class, but more of a business coaching class. Oh, nice. And one of the things she said was that, like, you have to find these modalities that just scream to you and transform you because those are going to be the ones that are the most potent when you're doing them for others. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so spot on everything that I've learned so far. It was just like, I received it or I discovered it. And then I just, it became so obvious that I had to introduce it to other people. Totally. And I think people feel that too, when you talk about your own experience and how much it, like you just have a passion or, you know, just your energy is different when you have experienced it yourself and it's been so transformational. It's from the heart. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's so interesting for me to like each experience when I've taken my own, you know, when I've done the practice myself, each experience has been so different. And it's very much about, I think, for me to really surrendering and trusting and just trusting that it will be the experience that I needed in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think like you said too, you know, it is work because it's focused on a breathing pattern and it can be feel hard in the beginning, but I feel like it's also so helpful to just really shift out of that fight or flight, the stress response and into our rest and digest, which is where we should be spending most of our life though. In today's Mm -hmm. world, that's not the case. So Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. The other side of the hard part is so rewarding. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. It feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I've left some breathwork classes like just feel so high on life, like literally. <laughs> I know high on your own supply. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one final question for you would be how can people connect with you? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, The best way is through social media at The Nurtured Nurse is the best way. And then I also have a website, which is thenurturednurse.co. So either of those are great ways. Um, I'm pretty active on the social media and that that's where people can also find out about the retreat that's coming up. So anyone who's really interested in self-care, wellness, eating healthy, being on the beach, all, all the good things, yeah. um, check it out <laughs> and apply for the retreat. It's at the end of March, March 22nd through the 28th. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And so thank much. you for coming on. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got connected and that we yeah. are sharing the bond of breath work and so many things. I can't wait to hear about how it goes. I know. Through.